Well, good morning, Cheney Faith Center. Hello, all of you that are with us live. Thanks so much for joining us at home or wherever you're, wherever you're watching church. Uh, thanks for being here. And for those of you that are in person, you're probably thinking, why is Pastor Mark on the screen? For those of you that are watching live, you always see me this way. So um, you're, you're not wondering anything. This looks normal to you. But I'm actually not in the building. So for those of you that are live, uh, I'm not in the building right now. I'm actually at home, as you can see. This is my front room. And I'm recording the message because this week I had some flu-like symptoms midweek, went to the doctor and tested positive for COVID. So as a result, I'm quarantining, not wanting to get any of you sick and anyone else sick. So um, I'm at home today recording, and then we're going to watch the message on screen today. And um, I'm doing good, just so you know, uh, if, you're, if you're wondering, I'm doing good, just kind of like a normal flu, and uh, so everything's pretty good. I'll get over it in the next couple days, I'm sure, and be fine, back to normal. So um, hope you're doing great. I, I, I've been loving this series, by the way. I, I really wanted to get a chance to to close out this series about anxiety and um, God's peace and just not letting anxiety master us, but letting God's peace be our master and um, not being controlled by anxiety or stuck in anxiety. And so um, we decided to go this route and film it so that I could share my heart with you this morning. We are concluding our series, and I think it's interesting just as we conclude that um, anxiety can often feel like quarantining. <laughs> now that I'm in it and I'm focusing on it, uh, anxiety can feel like that because in my quarantine, I feel a little stuck. I feel a little uh, controlled. I feel a little um, like I'm just confined to a small area. And I'm actually staying in one side of the house. Kate's in the other side of the house, just so I try not to give it to her. Um, and so I feel a little bit stuck and like I can't do life like I want to. And that's exactly what anxiety does. It controls us and it gets us stuck. And we don't live life like we want to because we're stuck in anxiety. And that moment that is challenging and our present is controlling us maybe past trauma that we've had in our past life, something that was very traumatic and it brings up anxiety all the time, Th that keeps us stuck as well. All these different ways that anxiety, you know, comes up. COVID itself has brought up anxiety in all of us. And um, we don't want to be controlled by anxiety. We want to be controlled by God and by his peace and by the Holy Spirit. And by the way, this is why Jesus came. This is why he came. He came to bring us peace and he came to set us free from anything that would try to control us. Now, peace is something we all want. I'm discovering that. I know you know that too, but peace is something we all want. We all want to be safe. We all want to be prosperous and healthy. It'd be great if we lived on a planet with no war. And so people often ask, how come? Why don't we have peace? Why do we just see strife everywhere? And the answer is going to sound simple, but it's very complex. It's much more complex, but it's actually this simple. That world peace will never happen until we all experience personal peace. And personal peace is only experienced in Jesus Christ. And because most of our world 
does not know Jesus Christ as our Savior or will not accept that he brings them peace and that he is their Savior, we're stuck in the place that we're at, where everywhere we look is mostly people living in our sin nature instead of in peace. Now, it's interesting that the most popular Hebrew word is the word for peace, shalom. You've probably heard that word. You know that word. It's the word peace. And this word has a very deep, rich, and powerful meaning. It means completeness. It means contentment. It means friendship. And in the context of peace with God, it most importantly means peace with God in a covenant relationship with him. Now that is good news because God's made his covenant relationship with us much easier through Jesus Christ. Because in Christ, all you and I have to do is believe that Jesus left heaven and came to earth, that he died on a cross and he rose again for our sin to set us free. When we believe that he is our personal savior and the savior of the world, then we're in covenant relationship with God the Father and with the Holy Spirit. That's a much easier way to be in covenant relationship with God than before. But peace is a part of this covenant relationship that we have with God. It's so important to the Jewish people, this peace is, this idea of shalom, that it became their hello and their goodbye. When they would see one another, they would say shalom. In other words, peace is so important that I want you to have peace. And when you would say goodbye, you would say shalom because what you were saying was when you go throughout the rest of your week, the rest of your day, and I don't see you, the most important thing you need is this peace, this covenant relationship with God that you can have and the peace that is bound in it. And when you have that peace, you're okay. And so I speak shalom over you. I speak peace over you. The angels sang that for the shepherds when they declared Jesus' birth in Luke chapter 2, verse 14, when they sang, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Man, that's good. Here's what the shepherds would have heard. They would have heard the Messiah is here, the one who will complete me, that will give me full contentment, that will allow me to be best friends with God, that will enrich in my covenant relationship with God the Father. The Messiah is here. Man, that's good news. That's rich stuff. <clears throat> now in our series, we've learned that when we believe God is bigger than anything and we understand our value and our identity in Christ, then our anxiety will go down and our peace will increase. We've also learned that when we talk to God, our peace will increase. Well, today I want to dive into verses 7 and 8 in Philippians chapter 4. We'll look at some other verses too. And I want to show you those verses and how powerful they are. So look at Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 8 with me. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Good news. And then verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, 
whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What a rich set of passages. We've studied in depth into verse 6. Look at verse 7 with me. Now, verse 7 begins in a very interesting way. It begins with a transition. It begins with the word and. Now, this is important. In fact, it's very important because what it means is that you cannot separate the principles and the truth in verse 6 from verse 7. It means that verse 6 and verse 7 cannot be separated and that they are joined together forever. What that means for us today is that prayer and peace are joined together. They cannot be separated. It means that the power of prayer can increase your peace. It means that the power of peace is experienced when you pray. That's why we've been talking so much about just getting in your prayer closet, getting in God's presence and just being with him because it's so important during this time. Well, let's dig even a little deeper into verses seven and eight. The first thing that verse seven says about God's peace that comes into your life as a result of prayer and petition and just presenting yourself to God is that God's peace will transcend all understanding. God's peace will transcend everything you're thinking about right now. God's peace is sometimes a little bit hard to understand or even explain. Because in a situation when you should normally be anxious and freaking out, you're not. That's God's peace. It's hard to even understand or comprehend because you've been praying about your situation that you're in and you begin to experience a miracle. And the miracle is peace. It's a miracle because it's a miracle to have peace in crazy times. It transcends your understanding when we have peace in all situations. Now think about it in the context of biblical stories that we've been studying, like David and Goliath. David should have shown up and been anxious when he saw Goliath screaming at him, yelling at him, saying that he's going to kill him. But he wasn't. He was at perfect peace because he knew God was bigger than anything. I'm just going to shut this guy up. Daniel getting ready to thrown, get thrown in a lion pit. And he's not anxious. He's at peace. Why? Because he spent the past couple days, three times a day, in prayer. He has peace now because he's given his situation to God. He's probably not happy about his situation, but he is at peace because he knows God is with him. Think about Paul and Silas. We didn't talk about them, but think about Paul and Silas. They end up in jail. They've been beaten half to death for believing in Jesus Christ. And now they're in jail. But instead of being anxious and freaking out, they're at perfect peace. And they start singing praises to God. And before you know it, the jail cell opens up and they witness to a Philippian jailer, which by the way, interestingly enough, right? They're, they're They're in Philippi in the very letter that we're reading and talking about now. They experienced one of their greatest moments of peace in that city. And here we are studying a verse to that city. Here's what we discover. God's peace is miraculous. 
It's miraculous, and it transcends all understanding and thinking. Now, I want you to notice something important about the difference between the world's idea of peace and God's peace. World's peace, or world peace, is dependent upon all my problems going away. In order to have world peace, we have to have no war, no abuse, no racism, no hatred, no crime, no more bad things for each other. The only way you end up with world peace is no bad things happening anywhere on the planet. Now we know that's impossible. God's peace, did you notice? God's peace is happening in the middle of the craziest, most ridiculous, most challenging circumstances people have ever faced. That's God's peace. God wants to give you peace in the middle of your craziest moment, in the middle of your most anxious time, in the middle of your deepest depression, in the middle of COVID-19, in the middle of whatever's going on, God can give you peace as you give your life to him. Verse seven goes on and says, God's miraculous peace is guarding you. It's guarding you. It's guarding your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Man, that's good. So he's guarding our heart and our mind in Christ. So our hearts and our minds are interesting, right? Our hearts and our minds can actually deceive us. And so we need God's help to guard us from the world's deception, but also from the, our own deception that's happening in our own mind, in our own heart, that we sometimes process improperly, not based on God's word, not based on who God is, not based on what the Holy Spirit's doing in me, but based on how I'm feeling and my fear and my anxiety and my deepest depression. That takes over and my heart and my mind get off track. They get lost. Now here's what's interesting. The part of the brain that activates for excitement, I'm on a roller coaster, woo, right? That part of my brain that activates during that moment is the same part of the brain that activates during negative anxiety. Whoa, that's trippy. What does that mean? That means the same system gets activated in excitement or anxiety. This means that we can easily be tricked by anxiety, thinking that it should be an exciting moment when it's not. And so we need God to guard our heart and our mind, and we need to be guarding ourselves as well. See, both are happening. Here's what's interesting. I've watched God do this for so many people. I've watched God give people, give believers in Jesus Christ, not just anyone. I've watched God give believers in Jesus Christ who are surrendering their life to Jesus, giving their lives to Jesus in prayer. I've watched him give them unbelievable peace, unexpected unexplainable peace, transcending your understanding peace. When they've lost a loved one, 
when they've been having trouble in their marriage or trouble with their kids or they've gotten fired or they've been persecuted at work as a Christian. In the middle of their deepest, darkest thing, in the middle of abuse, in the middle of trauma, I've watched people live in the peace of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit because they've surrendered their life to him. It doesn't make any sense. It transcends our understanding. It's a literal miracle, but that's what the peace of God does. Now, verse seven goes on to say, God guards our hearts and minds because we are, and then this little phrase, in Christ. In Christ. This peace that transcends our understanding, this this guarding, this prayer life that you and I have, the peace instead of anxiety, it all is wrapped up in you and I being in Christ. Now this term, in Christ, I have to tell you, it is a major New Testament theological understanding. Major. It's all over the New Testament. As the authors talk about being connected to Christ, being in Christ. And what that meant, the premise of this is that when you are in Christ, there's a whole bunch of awesomeness that gets to be a part of your life. When you're in Christ, there are tons of awesome things that are going to be a part of your life if you will access them and live in them. That's what being in Christ means. Now, in Christ means you're in relationship with Jesus. He's your Savior and Lord. You've surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. And as a result, you're experiencing all of the blessings of being in relationship with God the Father, Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit. These three things are happening. Now, we don't have time to cover all the blessings that we have from being in Christ. But here's what we do need to look at. Philippians 4 says this, when you and I are in Christ, we have peace. Instead of anxiety, we'll have peace because we are connected to Jesus and he gives us peace. We've said it before, I'll say it again. World peace is a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream because of our sin nature. Personal peace is a reality because you and I can be in Christ. Now, I got to tell you, personal peace is really important. I hope you're discovering it. If you don't have it, then I want to encourage you. You either need to believe in Jesus Christ for the first time or you need to start pursuing him in a much better way. Our hearts and minds need to be guarded. It's interesting that anxiety attacks our heart and mind, doesn't it? Your mind gets all crazy-like, man. You start thinking all these crazy thoughts when you're caught in that anxious moment, and they begin to control everything about you. And what God says is, hey, I can guard you from that. I can, I can literally guard your mind and your heart from being in that place. Now, this world... And its love for sin, it's constantly attacking the peace of God in all of us. That's why God is guarding our minds with his peace. But I want to go a little further, and that is that we also have a responsibility, right? We talk about this often. There's God's part, and there's our part, 
And we need to do our part as well. And verse 8 tells us what our part is. That part of this guarding is also what you and I are doing. What you and I are choosing to be responsible for. Verse 8 is interesting. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of like a filter. It's kind of like a matrix. It's a way to filter everything in the world that's happening around us so that we can honor Jesus. And the Holy Spirit can help us filter those things. Now look at it with me. Here's the filter. The filter is simple. Was it true? Noble? Right? Pure? Lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy. Here, here's what I'm saying. Listen closely. The eye, what comes in our eye, is the gateway to your mind and to your heart. What comes in through your eye ends up in your brain, ends up in your heart. And that's how you live. So what are you watching? What are you listening to? What kind of music do you listen to? What kind of TV shows are you watching? What kind of things do you binge? What kind of social media do you do? If I looked at all your posts in the past month, would they be true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy? If, if we looked at one another's social media and what we were looking at on Instagram and the posts that we're looking at and the things that we're looking at on Facebook and the TV shows that we're watching, would they be true and noble and right and excellent and praiseworthy? See, this is our part. We live in a digital age. This is the age we live in. Everything is trying to, to present itself to our mind, to our eye, so that it'll get stuck in there. And mostly so we'll buy their product. So let me ask you a question. What did you let in this week? What did you let in through your eye? Was it true? Noble, right? Was it pure? Was it lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy? This is our part. This is where we have to say, I love Jesus. And I want to have pure things in my life. And I'm going to choose to only watch things that are pure. Now, let me tell you why you can have peace when you are in Christ. This is very important. And I wish I could spend like another whole message on this, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to hit it really quick. I want to tell you why you can have peace when you're in Christ. Here's why you can have peace when you are in Christ, because you are filled with the Holy Spirit. When you believe in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. He fills you. Now, earlier I mentioned that God's peace is inside of you. How, how is that possible? How is it possible that God's peace is inside me? Simple, because the Holy Spirit is inside you. And the Holy Spirit is peace. See, peace is one of the many blessings of having the Holy Spirit living inside of us. My own conscience and sin nature will always move me towards anxiety. The Holy Spirit will always move me towards peace. Let me give you a couple of verses that show this. And there's more than this. I just want to show you three good ones. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, 
peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and the rest, patience, kindness, on and on. Romans 8.6 The mind, good place to start, right? Right up here where my anxiety wants to live. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Hmm. Boy, it's clear that the Holy Spirit gives us peace. This is why we are encouraged to live in the spirit, not in our flesh. Now, all of us, I think all of us have have been influenced by anxiety in one way or another during this COVID season. Just the, every, the way everything's gone, it's just made us more anxious. But this is also a great opportunity for us to be intentional about our faith. For you and I to intentionally say, am I doing the things that really help me live for Jesus? Am I really walking in the Spirit, living in the Spirit every day? Am I pursuing the Holy Spirit? Am I intentionally, on my part, pursuing what God has for me to the best of my knowledge and skill? Because that's exactly what God did for us. He intentionally pursued us with reckless abandon as he bolted out of heaven and was born on earth, died on a cross, and came back to life. That is intentional. And you and I need to decide as well. Am I intentionally living for my Savior the way my Savior intentionally died and came back to life for me? I want to encourage you. Let the Holy Spirit into your life more. And you will find so many amazing, awesome blessings as you open your mind and your heart and your life to the Holy Spirit. Live in God's peace, not stuck in anxiety. Now let me close with this last verse from John chapter 16. This is a verse that um, Jesus shared with his disciples. It was some of his last words. He was talking to them about a whole bunch of things like how he was going to go to the cross and come back to life, things that would happen at the end of the world, all kinds of things he was sharing. But at the very end of his talk with his disciples, he says this about peace. In verse 33, he said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, You will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Mm. What a good reminder. What a good reminder. You know, Jesus knew that this world would always be in a constant state of chaos. He knew that this world would always be in trouble because of our sin, because we love our sin and because we, we won't let him be savior of our sin and Lord of our sin, because we want to live in our sin more than in his righteousness and lots of people want to live that way, our world will just be in chaos. 
But that's not the place that you and I have to be. Jesus says that's not the place you have to live in. I'm giving you peace. And let me remind you, my peace is there because I have overcome the world. I've conquered the world. All of the negative consequences that the world could have on your life, they're gone because I've given you eternal life in Christ. And I've given you my spirit in this world to give you peace in every situation. So I want to encourage you. This is where you and I can now live. We don't have to live in anxiety. We can live in peace because we are praying, giving our trouble and anxiety to God, because we're being guarded by his peace, because we're in Christ, because we're filled with the Holy Spirit. This is how you and I can live today. And this is how you and I can no longer be stuck in anxiety, but can live in the peace of God. So I want to encourage you, live in God's peace, not stuck in anxiety. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we thank you so much for what you're doing in and through us. Thank you, Jesus, that you give us everything we need for this life and abundantly give it. Thank you, Jesus, that in this time when we're noticing our anxiousness and our anxious thoughts and our anxiety rising, you guard our hearts and our minds with peace. Jesus, would you help each and every one of us to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit that we might know and understand all of the richness that you desire for our relationship. We give you thanks and praise for today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Glad you were in church. Always remember, Jesus loves you very much. So do Kate and I. See you later.